Champions from the teams, constructors, independents, jacksies, the driver champion, and of course the all-important Wingfoot Award. Hello everybody and welcome back. As said in the intro there, it is the Champions Pods. We will be going through all of the championships, looking at the winners and doing a little bit of a chat about them basically. As any content is good content in the off-season. We've still got 160-plus days until the season starts. The barrel is being scraped a little bit. You can probably hear that clinking in the background. But, Sam, how are you? How are you coping about the touring cars? Not too bad, actually. Um, they've just recently had Toka Awards to crown all the champions for the year. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd take this opportunity to have a little bit of a deeper look into them and how we think they fared throughout the season. It's almost like this is planned, this I show, know. In it? It's close. We've got another one coming up soon for Plato as well. We do, yeah, we do. If he is actually retiring. He, he is. That, yeah. He is. But that's, that's For his own sake, I probably hope he is as well. That's <laughs> a event for, or a podcast for another day. Uh, as you say, we are focusing purely on the, uh, the drivers who have won things and teams that won things this season. So we're going to start off with the all-important... The most important. The most coveted prize in motorsport. The one everyone wanted to win this year. The one that Red Bull would cater for everyone for if they meant they could win it. The one with the best name. It's the Goodyear Wingfoot Award. And I know this is your favourite. I have never fit thought of a better. Yeah, this is the best championship in the world. Let's get into it then. So other than being a championship that money cannot buy Christian Horner we're looking at you um, the Wingfoot Award is what replaced Dunlop's Forever Forward Award yep. um, when we had the tyre change or tyre sponsor change out went the one that the uh, award that sort of encouraged overtaking and in came the award that rewarded qualifying so effectively you were given points for how well you qualify throughout the year and it rewards consistent qualifiers so the more you qualify sort of in the top three the more likely you are to win the award basically yep certainly do you like it as a concept before we go into the championship we need to pad this pod i don't mind it as a concept okay but i preferred the forever forward award because that rewards drivers yeah okay they may have had a bad qualifying session but i think it rewards them more over the weekend seeing how many places they can gain over three races rather than just a single qualifying session which in my mind needs changing up for next season anyway Yes, so which it is being changed. We'll cover that on another yeah, exactly. news update pod. So I think I, I can understand why the award is there, but it is something just as like a, a filler, um, just to have that title sponsor Goodyear or tyre sponsor even Goodyear to have an award to give out. I hate it. Yes, we know you hate this it. Is the I, 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 <laughs> this is the equivalent of winning two pound fifty on the Euro Millions. Like it's you, you get know. your money back. Yeah, you know, it's just it it does reward consistency. Yeah, and but so it does shows, championship. It shows who's fast over that single lap. So does championship. Yeah, but it's alongside the championship. Yeah, but it offers it? nothing different to what the championship is, in my opinion. It is still the only thing that Jake Hill won this season, so I think he'll be pleased. I don't think he will. 
I don't think he gives a flying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. And a flying shoe, like yeah, the award. <laughs> genuinely, I don't think he. Very good. I don't think he gives a winged foot about the award, about this award, mate. I think if you offered Hill at the start of the season the winged foot award and to finish as a sort of third place in the championship or to win the championship and finish ninth in the wing foot, I know which one he's taking. Yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. Actually, um, if you said to him you're going to come nowhere in the championship, you're going to win the wing foot, he'd be happy with that. But to have come, you know... So close. Yeah. Yeah. This is just... It's almost an insult, in my opinion. To yeah, I, I mean, the top four in the wing foot award this year, Hill, Turkington, Ingram, Sutton, the four title rivals pretty much going into that final weekend. Um, and I think it was more prominent this year because of how hybrid was, obviously not carrying ballast in qualifying. Um, we didn't see that much of an effect on overall single lap times, and that's why you still see these four at the top, and Jake Hill was just the most consistent of those. Yeah, I've, I've often said that Turkton is the best on the grid with a in terms of one-lap pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's certainly a, a challenger to that crown or that title, if you like. I think Hill is, is the man. If you look at his qualifying results in order, uh, first at Donington Park, then a second, a second, a 15th, which I think he had a tangle with Chilton from memory. Yeah. Uh, a sixth, a first, a second, a third, a second, a fifth. So if you take Tom Chilton out of the equation, which, yeah, um, <laughs> he's got 15. Uh, sorry, he's he's not qualified outside the top six all season. Yeah, we, which is an awesome effort, and yeah, very much so. we said in the season review that he was the driver that was able to get the most out of the car, no matter the conditions, yeah. and I think this this really does show it. Yeah, so it's a commendable effort, and he's won it by a fair margin as well, to be yes. fair to him. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm just, I, I can't get excited about this award in no, any way, shape, no, shape or form. No, I understand that. Does, does it show a little bit of dominance from the BMW in qualifying as well? Yes. Having had him and Turkington at the top there, we know yeah. the BMWs don't have to come in to switch their tyres round. Yep. So effectively they get a little more track time. Um, and I think that probably helps them towards this as well. Yeah, although I think I think that if, the other way of looking at it is that there's probably a slight lean towards tracks that favour the real drive cars. Yeah, um, yeah. And... If you look, if you go through the mid part of the season where it's hot, and you know that's where the BMWs and the real drive cars turn themselves on pretty well and pretty quickly. I say you look at the the circuits. Donington's fairly even. Indy's fairly even. Thruxton depends what time of year. Then Alton, Croft, Knockhill, all and Snetterton are sort of four in a row, which favour your real drive cars. Yeah. Before you redress the balance a little bit with Thruxton, Silverstone, then Brands Hatch GP is a bit is fairly even. So I think that's part of it as well, is it? The championship, the tracks we go to generally favour real drive cars anyway. Yeah, so just to mention along with that um, in the championship, there were five drivers who ne- didn't manage to get inside, um, I think the top 15 score points in qualifying. Uh, that was Aaron Taylor-Smith, Rick Parfit, Jack Boutel, Jade Edwards and Nick Hamilton. The only one there that really surprises me is Aaron Taylor-Smith. Yeah, that is a surprise um, given that he had a, you'd say a fairly good year, but... yeah. Yeah, the Coopers are not quite where I'd expect them to be. Um, it's interesting that, digressing slightly away from the championship chat, that uh, Moffat has been in one recently, which might suggest that Laser Tools are looking to build Coopers for next year, possibly. Mm, possible. But the Coopers aren't quite where I thought they were going to be. No, and there's there's a good good spread of um, 
drivers in positions like Dan Hamish is a lot higher than where he finished in the championship up in fifth which showed that when he had a good car underneath him on one lap pace he was he was very quick as well um, but yeah Jake Hill takes home that championship um, as you say it's probably nowhere near the one that he wanted this year that's they're probably about it <laughs> um, but he, he does have a trophy to go home with at the end of it all so what should we move on to next uh, let's move on to it's a bit of a come down after the wing foot I have to say yeah, but let, let's move on to the independent teams championship The Independent Teams Championship then uh, consisted of seven teams this year with Rich Energy BTC Racing taking home the title despite a penalty across the season um, by 20 points from Cargoz with Sicily Motorsport. Rich Energy BTC, there, there was a few question marks over that sponsorship mm. at the start of the season. We thought they would be a fairly strong team in the Independence though. Um, were they the team you expected to take home the title? No. Oh, okay. You don't want to expand for the Yes, for the that, that would the be nice. It, it kind of makes the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd have gone to be fair. I know Gamble was slightly new in the series, but I think yeah. I think both teams had a slightly improving person in the fact that you had Cook and Morgan, who were clearly the spearheads of the teams, very safe pairs of hands, um, You know, very good drivers, you expect with the sharp ends. Then you've got, at one end of the scale, Plato's coming to the end of his career. You don't fully know what to expect from him after some less than stellar performances should we say at PMR yep. and then George Gamble who's coming into the series for the first time I think you had two unknowns in, in that side of things and um, I perhaps expected the machinery at Cargoth to perhaps just you know but then to be fair to BTC Rich Energy Thruxton twice, cheat code for Cook Do you also think this this may this result may have come out because of the three cars that BTC no. run as well, just grabbing those few extra points which have taken those 20 points ahead no, no, not particularly because okay. I don't. I don't think Edges are scoring massive points for them. So no, I, I, no, it's a simple answer. Fair enough. I'm slightly surprised Cargoz didn't win it. Although I say Cook going twice to Thruxton is is a cheat code. So yeah, very I think nice. I've heard he's currently um, sort of petitioning and lobbying Toka to have a whole year at. Yeah, to- he's going to be really disappointed next year out with only one trip there. There's yeah, but I expect the petition to launch any day soon for seven, <laughs> seven rounds of Thruxton, please. So, yeah. Do you reckon he dreams about it each night? I reckon he could probably do what Moffat can do at Knock Hill, which is mm. the closed eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. That brown. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice championship because it gives the teams that are independents without the man, that manufacturer back in the chance to compete amongst themselves. I've mentioned on another pod that I think that the penalty system is ludicrous. And yes, yeah. If you look here, three of those teams have taken penalties. Powermax have taken three penalties. Yeah, I think there needs to be a better penalty system in place because if you if you're Powermax, you're never winning that championship anyway. So, right. what, what what's the punishment? Yeah, very much so. Um, on BTC, I think when you have Cook as that spearhead, then I don't know. My expectation is you're always going to be up there, oh, yeah. and you're probably favourites just in my book. No. Um, to be taking that home, but no, I, I think Morgan is a better all-rounder package, and if he had some luck, yeah, he doesn't. Luck was not on their side this year. Luck has it? never been on Morgan's side. Let's on be that, fair. that team as well, the amount of races they did not didn't start because yeah. of technical issues, yeah. um, gremlins and whatnot. Yeah, um, I think the biggest surprise this year was I did see a can of rich energy at, at an event. I can't. Was it Snetterton? 
It might have been at Snetterton. Wow. Did, did you take a picture? No, because it's in a lady's hand, and I thought oh, that might... Oh, okay. yeah, that might be a... There's problems. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to start taking pictures of, of strangers. Um, but I did see... It, I think I'm sure it was Snetterton, where I did see a can of Rich Energy. I think, I think what caught me off guard this year for Rich Energy was having that big wagon that they had like napa did um mm. to host all their hospitality people this year it's something that i didn't really see coming and yes rich energy have had a notable name in motorsport in recent years shall i say i don't want to get the lawyers on the phone that notable yeah. i'm going to stay yeah, at yeah um and that money has come from somewhere yes obviously plato coming into the team as well may have been a big boost to that as well I just check us to record, and we're not being knocked off the air you know, <laughs> as, as you go deep. Yeah, um, but yeah, if Rich Energy stay around for next season, I don't think we'll probably see that around. And oh, I do. They've invested in it now. Well, possible, possible. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they develop into next season as well. I don't think that truck was there just because Jason was in the team. Okay. I think that Rich Energy are trying to show that they are a serious um, contend, a serious sponsor, a serious yep. deal, and trying to make you know their way in a motorsport i think the rich energy stuff at Haas there's two sides to every story we only got one side through drive to survive etc well, it's, it's not just at Haas as well it's also in the british superbikes that yeah. there have been question marks over it yeah let's just leave it at that but i think they are trying to show that they are a serious outfit and i think that kind of stuff is it reminds me a little bit of um heskiff days in formula one where they turn up with caviar and champagne to the pit lane <laughs> and stuff like that you know they, they yeah They've got money. They want to use it. It looked like a really swanky little uh, area to sit in. Do you think um, that BTC can retain the title for next season? Do you think it depends on the car that they bring? Do you think they will stay with the Honda FK8? Will they build their own engine? Will Car Gods come back with a, a better package? Where do we just start? Um, will the F- start at the top, mate. Will the FK8 come back? Yes, although I don't think it should. I think that's run its course. I think the new shape Civic should be brought in, but... Yep. Yes, I think they probably will keep the same car because realistically it's very expensive to build one car that only three and you've yeah. got a car that is okay. Uh, will they build their own engine? That seems a more logical solution to bring a new car in is to get your own engine in. And will Cargos come back with a better package? Uh, a more reliable package is what they need. The car's fine. Yeah. Reliability was the problem. Perhaps get a new engineering department in terms of electrical appliances. Perhaps get yourself a... 90 day guarantee on anything you put in the car and obviously with Plato said to be retiring he's at, gone <laughs> at the end of the season uh, do you think it's going to be crucial the driver oh, replaces him as to whether they can still challenge for this team's uh, absolutely I, I think there's a very obvious driver I'll be putting in that car for me yeah and it's Bobby Thompson for me okay. I think yeah. he has outgrown hard and I think he's ready for that next step up well um, yeah single handedly almost um, he dragged the Autobike Direct with Journey Hero up into third in this championship, yeah. beating teams like Laser Tools and Power Max Racing. And we're going to come on to him later in the Jack Sears, but yeah, for me, he's outgrown Team Hard, and this is a perfect opportunity. He brings a good deal of sponsorship as well, yep. and with Plato gone, you want someone who's got the experience of the of the championship, and for me, there's not another driver I'd put in that car. I think with sort of like Cook and Edwards being there as well, he would fit that perfect yep. mould of being a fan favourite sort of thing as well. Yeah, the only other driver I can see potentially going back there is Senna Proctor. Yeah. Um, who I think was unlucky to have missed out this season, is yep. a real talent as well. But yeah, I think one of those two has to go in. I don't think you can take a risk of another unproven driver. You've got Edwards, who is coming through, making her way, making her mark in the sport. 
don't think you have two in that category. I think you have to have an elite driver and a very safe pair of hands driver. And yeah. I think that's that's the key. No, totally agree. Shall we move on to the independent drivers champion then? Yes. Well, like the teams, the independent drivers is a championship for drivers who are not in a manufacturer team. I think I've got that. Y- yeah, you've yeah, nailed that. Brilliant. Yep. So we have in this season's uh, 16 entrants, 15 scored points. Carl Bordley uh, was entered, but he was entered for six races, didn't race three of them, and the other three basically didn't race either, yeah. so um, it wasn't able to score points there. The winner, as the aforementioned Cook, dominated it and gave one of the strangest interviews I've ever heard in terms of... I think it's the most begrudging acceptance mm. interview I've ever heard in the touring yeah. cars. It wasn't particularly uh, excitable. But then I suppose he's won this trophy three oh, times? Yeah, numerous times. Numerous times. At least twice. Yeah. Um, I think at least... I say at least twice. I'm fairly <laughs> sure at least twice. Yeah, it's not the trophy it, he wants to win, is it? It's not. He, as you say, he's won it a couple of times before, at very least, and he wants a title. Just like, as regards to speak of later, Ingram wanted the title this year. He's gone out and got it. Cook doesn't believe he had the car underneath him this season. Um, and at points, he was almost a bit lost, really, um, with some of the results that he came across this season. It was just not up to the standard that was needed but in this independence driver standings he ran away with it won it by 102 points from Adam Morgan um, Bobby Thompson did brilliantly again up in third followed by George Gamble in fourth um, what what more to say about the independence drivers it, it is a good title to win but you want to then kick on from it and go and win the actual the big one don't you yeah absolutely it's it's a, it's fine to win, um, but again, it's not the one that you are you're going for. No, and I'm just checking on the cook. Uh, hence my slides. I think he's only has one. I think it's the first time he's won it. It is the first time he's won it. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So obviously we had Sutton win it two years in a row. Butcher Ingram win it two years in a row. Jordan Turkington Turkington Jordan Jordan James Nash back in 2011. Tom Chilton in 2010. I I forget that. Obviously, Sutton was in an independent team at the time when he took his titles. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wonder whether there's a better way to do it. But what do you mean a better way to do it? Well, maybe have it. Obviously, we've got the Jack Sears for the people that haven't had podiums. But maybe like the Jack Sears, we can't have title winners in it. I think you're talking utter nonsense, personally. Okay, go on. Um, well, because an independent shouldn't be able necessarily to win the title if you look at it that way, because they've not got the Bannon Patcher backing. Yeah. So I don't. I think it's an even more fantastic achievement that people like Sutton did the double, where they win the championship and win the independent. I mean, are we suggesting that you can't have an independent driver in here that's won a championship? No, but or is winning the other championship? At what point do they come out? I think it's fine. I think. But when when we look back to um, when Turkington took the award, yeah. he was in such a big team at WSR mm. and such a big unit. Yes, they didn't have that full backing from BMW, 
but they had so much resource behind them that yeah, but Sam, it's almost but, expected. But Sam, that's motor racing across the yeah, board. I, I mean, yeah, there's no point Albon on the Tifi turning up every week. There's not, is there? There's, and to a degree, there's no point certain drivers turning up thinking they're going to get a win here. Different teams are going to have different budgets, and that's the way it is and always will be. Which is why I think maybe if you take out people that have won the full title or have won the independent title before, like the Jack Sears, yeah, but that's, but then you're going to get. That's like a feeling of progression from the drivers that were or are in that championship. That's like putting Leighton Orient into a Champions League group because they've not won it before. They take Real Madrid out because they've won it too many times and stick Leighton Orient in. Yeah, I, I understand I where you're coming from on that. You know, and also you're going to get to a point where you're going to run out of people that can compete. And then if you take out all the good drivers, is winning it when there's only 10 left in it, is that an achievement then? If you're winning and you're not winning against the best? Well, you could say that about the Jack Sears then. No, but the ja- whole point of Jack Sears is, is get is people that haven't had a podium before. So you, yeah. by that very virtue, you're at a similar level of of, mm. dri- of driving ability for that very virtue. Yeah, yeah. Whereas here, if you start saying, "Oh, okay, Cook can't be in it, and we've got to take out Cook, we've got to take out Sutton or whoever else is independent this year," it all becomes a bit meaningless because you're winning against. It'd be like say it'd be like going into the Premier League, taking out the big six teams. Then another six that are pretty good and going, oh, look, Forrest won the league this year. Well, of course it did. They were only one of four teams. Make it quite competitive, but... <laughs> to me, I think it's fine. Honestly, I, I, I don't agree with you on this one, I have to say. I, I know what you're it's saying. Fun. I know what you're saying to a degree, but... You I am amazed that this is Josh Cook's first win in it and that he wasn't more happy with it. Yeah, but again, I think he knew, knows that... I think this year in particular, he knows just how far off that car is to be. We've seen this year, those top four have won and taken the gap by a landslide. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, that, ma- that, that's with the change in regulations yeah. and how hybrid has been this season. And there has been that almost yeah. chasm between it, it, them and the rest. Yeah, it is a chasm. And I think that's the problem that's disappointed him the most is that, yes, he's won the, the independence, but he's not even close to winning the. No. He's probably further now than he ever has been, I'd say. Uh, yes, possibly. In terms of being a competitor, I'm not including the, when he was in the MG day. I'm yeah. talking of being in a in a high no, end team. Po- point, points wise, I, I don't think he's finished this far off until and since he was in like MG and stuff like that. No, and at a team that is on paper capable of winning a title, I don't think he's been this far off. Mm. Those four are just ridiculously good drivers in ridiculously good machinery. Yeah, but I think the format is fine I, I I kind of hear what you're saying but I think you look at the independent drivers there are 16 that entered if you say okay you've got to take out Cook, Morgan Thompson, Plato Moffat as race win a gamble as race winners no I'm not saying race winners I'm saying title winners as in they've either won the independence title before or they've won the driver's title what are you doing that when it's taking out James and Plato then what difference does that really make well as you go into next season Cook now can't win it again and then it gives that chance for Morgan Thompson Gamble to have the chance at a championship. Yes, they may still have that chance anyway, but you look at the gap at the top, it doesn't seem in retrospect to how much better Cook was than Morgan this season. Yeah, I do. I, I hear your point. I do hear your point. But I think that you're just cheapening and weakening the championship for the sake of it, that route. And I think that if you want to win, you want to win against the best in your class. Mm. And it, you know, if you win a, I don't know, if you put, let's say Man City in a in a, a tournament where they've got to play Leighton Orient, Burton Albion and 
I don't know, Morecambe, and they win the group, you're going to go, of course you do. It's not that much of an achievement, really, mm. mate, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's fine. But I, I, I get the point you're making. I think, but I don't agree with it. I think this all originated sort of like when we had the Super 2000s crossover mm. and you had that second class of car in the same field and then winning that was the achievement because you were still racing against those of the same... I mean, I'm making a radical point of this next one, but do you even need an independent driver's championship? The teams I get because you're running... Yeah, teams I do get. But do you even need an independent driver? Possibly not. You're not. It's not the one you want to win if you are thinking you should be a title contender. Yeah, you've got the drivers' championship. Do you, do you even need independence drivers? I, I think that there's a chance of bringing a whole new. Cha- and I don't say what because I don't know, but I think there's a chance to put a whole new different championship in here. Would you put an age cap on it? So for those younger drivers, obviously, yeah, you've got the Jack Sears, mm. but a Jack Sears driver could come in at the age of 40, 45, like. Nick Halstead, who's coming in next season, he'll go straight into the Jack Sears. Yep. He's got the possibility of winning that. But if you have an age range, range up to 21, 22... I wouldn't do an age. Yeah. I would do a BTC start. Okay. So less yeah, than, yeah. I don't know, say 50 for argument's sake. Yep. Perhaps 100. Because yeah, we've got yeah. quite a few that have been in for a long time. Yeah, I'd say less than maybe 100... Yeah, the 100 plus championship. I don't know. So, yeah. Where yeah. you put because that way you're not saying you can't have taken a podium, see Jack Sears, but you're then also keeping pl- people in there, like Gamble, who's taken a win and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That that might well Lloyd or and he probably has done hundred races now. To be fair, yeah, but he has. Again, I think you'd have to look at how many races have they done on average across the board, and then find hmm. it. Yeah, you know, that way of doing it. Okay. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Next up, let's go and hit the the uh, the teams. Moving to a championship with more penalties and a bad weekend with VAR, we've got the team standings, which, as every team in the championships, have got 14 teams entered and 13 scored points. And one, two, three, four, five, six teams took penalties. 13 penalties handed out in total. Yeah. Um, we could have a championship of penalties taken, which Toyota Gazoo Racing would win with four across the season. Followed by Bristol Street Motors and also Powermax. Before we go on to who won the championship, this is my point about penalties. Is that if you're Bristol Street Motors, you take the free penalties and not win the teams to win the drivers. Yes. So very the system, much the so. System, so it doesn't work. The system doesn't work. No. Because yeah, you, you'd happily. It's it's a bit like F1. The constructors is nice, but no one really cares about the constructors. Yes, you get a bit more money. I was going to say the the teams really care about constructors for the money for next season, but it's always that drivers' title that goes yeah. in the headline of the news story. And to keep the F1 analogy going, if you're a Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, that extra money doesn't make a blind bit of difference mm-hmm. anyway. And if you're Bristol Street Motors, that's coming to this as a manufacturer and building your own engine, I'm going to hazard a guess you couldn't give a rat's behind to whether you come. F- Second, first, third, seventh. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the season, all people are going to look at is that Bristol Street Motors managed to win the title for Tom Ingram. Yeah, having built their own car and their own engine. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, Napa Racing managed to take home the title for the teams, uh, accumulating no penalties at all, uh, and a fairly substantial uh, win from Team BMW as well. Yeah, good result for Napa Racing, given that they had a lot of problems throughout the season, particularly on Cambridge's car. It was a slow start to the season for them, wasn't it? I would argue it never really got going. Mm. 
I think just Sutton is just ridiculously good at rinsing every second out of a car. It's no surprise that they're suggesting they're building a new car for next season, but this was a very good win to take the crown from BMW. Um, although, uh, yeah. We must just mention that obviously BMW and Rocket with MB Motorsport are split in this championship. Yes, yeah, we should, yeah. Um, and there are splits between teams as well. See, the Napa side of Motorbase was on their own with the Apex Racing with Beavis Morgan on their own, who finished all but last. Um, which it's a terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we went through that in the review to we did, yeah. say how bad their uh, achievements were this season. Um, but yeah, Napa Racing to come into the championship brand new to bring out that driver lineup so yep. early in the season, they really meant business from the start, and it didn't quite start the way they wanted it to. No, but I think you look at it and say they'll be happy to take the teams. Standing. They wouldn't have expected, I don't think, to win that coming into the season. They would have perhaps expected to perhaps win the drivers, Biff Sutton. But mm. I think given the first year of Napa being in the sport, rule change, team that had the potential not to work, when you look at the fact that it's two very big-name drivers, Yep. I think they'll be fairly happy with their efforts this season. And in a front-wheel drive car, going yep. up against a team like BMW, who have been there for years upon years you would have expected, or I certainly expected going into this season, that they were going to be the ones to beat in the team's championship. Agreed. Just quickly on penalties, the way to fix it for me is grid drops. Yep. It's the way to go. Yeah. It works in F1. Yeah, because then it, it punishes the driver that's having to take that penalty yep. of the new engine or, yep. or whatever changes are, are necessary. Um, and eventually it will hurt them in the team standing with obviously starting further down the field, trying to fight through, stuff like that. And when you're trying to fight through as well, you could get damage along the way, which yeah. is going to hurt them financially. Yep, yeah, no, and I say I think that's the only way to deal with it because otherwise, yeah, to me, Toyota Guzzi Racing are taking the mix to do four, yeah. four engine changes or four penalt- engine penalties. Yeah, I think that equated to a 70 point deduction for them in the championship, which would have had them finishing fifth. But again, who cares because they were never going to win it anyway. Exactly. So, so and yeah. again, manufacturer, you look at the ones that have taken the hit, the big hits. It's two manufacturers and Powermax. Mm. Yep. So, well, I've mentioned manufacturers a couple of times. Let's go on to the manufacturer's results. Looking at the manufacturers' championship, then, all those with manufacturer based teams, basically. Which, for the, yeah, for the layman, means that they are backed by the badges, if you like. So, BMW back. Team BMW, Ford, back, Motorbase, etc, etc. Yep, Hyundai, Honda and Toyota also there. Honda only backing Team Dynamics, it must be said. Obviously yep. there are other Hondas on the grid. Other um, Hondas are available. Other Hondas are available. Um, but only Team Dynamics had that backing this year. It's something which they didn't have last year. No, and I suppose by the same token, BMW are only backing uh, WSR, not also backing Cargots. Cargots, yeah. Uh, so BMW did take the title home this season seven um, times in a row yeah it was kind of expected wasn't it you say that it was kind of expected but it's it's so strange that they didn't win the team's championship to Na- they lost that to Napa but Napa didn't beat them in the manufacturer or Motorbase didn't beat them in the manufacturers I know it's it's scored slightly differently it's all about where you finish etc etc but I think it's quite interesting yeah so the the calculations on this I always find a little bit strange because you have to nominate two cars for each weekend yep. to score points. Now, we're not 
privy to that as the general public as to which team or which drivers are scoring the points for that team for each weekend. We're not, although it's also quite obvious to work out. For BMW, it's it's only Julian. Um, well, actually, it could be Hill. I it could be Hill. It could be Hill. But which which. Okay. Well, obviously, if you're doing Turkington and Hill most weekends, you know Jelly is going to be that third driver that's going yeah. to do that team job. Okay, but for motorbase, it's going to be uh, Osborne and Jackson. Every, no, it's going to be Na- it's going to be um, the Napa boys every weekend, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. A little different for Hyundai. It could it will obviously be Ingram, and then mm. probably Chilton. But Lloyd would have been a better bet this season. So I wonder whether they put him in for certain races. Um, and then Team Dynamics Honda is just Shedden and Robom. Yeah. And so it's just Collard and... Butcher. Butcher. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it's done as you can finish first, seventh and tenth on the road, for example, but that would score you one, two and three, three as long yeah. as that's where you finish in terms of manufacturer runnings. It's all terribly complicated. Do you hate this one as well? Does this need change? Should BMW be knocked out now and not allowed to race in this ever again because they've won it seven years in a row? No, I, I understand why the manufacturers are done in this way. I would like to see more manufacturers enter, quite quite honestly. I'd love to see Coopers in there. Um, I'd like to see all sorts of manufacturers, Mercedes, Volvo. You think of a saloon and it should probably be in there. After a mayo. Exactly. Um, BMW took 7 out of 30 wins this year in terms of manufacturer category, mm. which is quite dominant, but not the most dominant they've had in recent times. They took 11 out of 30 in 2019, which wow. I didn't realise it that was that dominant. No, I mean, if most dominant before that was the Honda Civic back in 2013, which took half of them. Yeah. Um, so and that is the most dominant. Unless you go all the way back to 2002, which was the Ast- 2001, where it took 25 out of 26 in the Astra Coupe. Wow, that was Muller Plato 2001. Yeah, I think so. Um, or was it Thompson? So yeah, the the manufacturers I kind of accepted BMW to win it coming in. They did, and I think they'll probably go on to defend it next season, depending on the car that Motorbase build by whatever thing they're looking to dream up because we've also we've heard rumours of maybe different manufacturers coming in with them haven't we yeah it it's not a particularly well kept secret that Napa are looking to build their own car um, I think they've been fairly disappointed by the limitations of the Ford this year uh, and the early suggestions are they'll be looking to go down the rear drive route with Alfa Romeo uh, Audi Mercedes and Jaguar all rumoured to be cars mm-hmm. they're looking at bringing in which I would I'd like like to see a big variation back in the championship. It reminds me it would remind me a lot more of the super touring era. I just can't think what Jaguar they think they can use. I'd assume something like an XF. Well, I'm not sure that makes regulations. Saloon. Yeah. I I personally yeah. pick those. It's the new Alpha I'd bring in. The Julia. Yeah, that'd look good, wouldn't it? So good. Um <sighs> Yeah, I'd like to see Volvo back in. Yeah, so the, the, there's a little bit of that historical pedigree in there for Same them for as Nissan well. for me, though we're not yeah. going to see it. But no. oh, I don't know if hybrid regulations never say it never. But yeah, you think back to when we used to play Toka Two touring cars. Yeah. Those you know, Nissan Prime eras. Yeah, oh, yeah. I used to love their livery as well. Yeah, very nice livery. And yeah, obviously already got the Hondas, but it'd be nice to have a couple more Nissan, Volvo, Audi. Would be nice to have back as a mm. sponsor, even maybe Renault. But yeah. We shall see. We shall see. 
So, there's only one more to go. Two more to go. Oh, there's only one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've missed one out. My apologies. <laughs> uh, let's discuss the Jack Sears next. So moving on to the penultimate championship then, the Jack Sears Trophy. This is for drivers that have not scored a podium before in the championship um, to the start of that year. Or won the previous championship. Or won a previous championship, yes, in the series. And it was a Bobby Dazzler this year, wasn't it? Oh, very good. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Thompson had a long-fought battle with George Gamble. However, he was yeah, the winner this time around I'm very pleased with Bobby Thompson he I'm not gonna say he was robbed because he wasn't robbed but he should have won it he was in. unfortunate wasn't he with that big role that he had at Croft yeah he would have won it yeah the year Crease won it for me so very happy to see Bobby Thompson come through and win that took a podium as well this year which is long overdue in my mind I think he's a real talent and I'm very very excited that he's in this in the series as I say I think he should perhaps be getting a bit more of a recognition yeah step up I think yeah next season I don't know quite know where as I, well, I mentioned earlier BTC it's difficult to really see where else he could go it'd be a step up yeah I, I mean the only other team that I can think of straight off my head is Speedworks because I know that they're going to yeah, be looking for another driver to go alongside um, Butcher um, but yeah he, he's had a, an excellent season he's outperformed the car I would say Yes, I'd agree. Um, and just speaking on the other drivers in the championship, Gamble's done very well to come in and finish yes, where yes, he has. No, I agree. As has Ash Hand in third, both rookies in the championship. Mm-hmm. And drivers that will be disappointed, I think Sam Osborne down in fourth. The car was nowhere near good enough this season. Um, well, it was. They weren't. The car's fine. They almost won something in the championship. It won Napa. I know it's different parts of the game, but the car's fine. It's the engineering team, yeah, isn't in- it? Behind that side, because on on Napa side you have the BMR backing with Sutton. It's it's engineering and it's driver ability. I'm sorry, Thompson is a better driver than Osborne. Yes, yes, but I'm also saying that we saw Jackson struggle in that side of the team. Yeah, but Jackson has limitations. Okay, we've seen him have a couple of good seasons. If you take his career as a whole, he's had two good seasons. Yes, yeah. Is it a case of they just struggled to adapt to the hybrid? Is that why Gamble and Ash Hand have done well this season? Because they haven't had to do that adaptation from previous years into this year. And the same for Bobby Thompson. Yes, he's had to learn it from new, but he's had a year out of the touring cars. I don't think the hybrid's made an ounce of difference. And I think it's probably been easier in a way because they've not got to worry about balance if they actually have a good race. Because okay. it, you know, if you think about last year... If they had a good race, and they set, let's say you, you occasionally got the Jack Sears driving the top ten, yep. their second race is ruined. But the fact the team have got no data on how to run a car of that much weight because they don't generally finish that high. So the race two is ruined because they're running weight and they fall right back down the field. I think this year it's been easier for everyone in all championships to stabilise where they finish in the race and, and build on it. And I think that's a good thing. I'm glad we're not going back to having weight in it next year. But I think that's yeah you know, part of the part of the reason. But as as a driver going into the weekend, obviously Sam Osborne, having been in there last season in the same car, would have had data from those weighted setups, and then has then had to change. Whereas Thompson Gamble Hand haven't had those setups, and they've just gone into the into the session each weekend. We or 
weighted setup. Sorry, it's just a very odd argument because they've they've had no experience of racing the car. Period. Well, yeah, so it's just a very strange. I, I, again, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just a strange get out of jail free card for just uh, suggesting for drivers that we we certainly thought that Osborne was going to be far more competitive in this championship this year, didn't we? I did not expect him to be beaten by Hand or Gamble. No. No, no, I didn't either. Um, did you expect Pat- Patterson to beat Boutel down in sixth and seventh? No. I think Patterson could be really happy if his his uh, Jack Sears yep. uh, effort to beat you know Boutel Hamilton both experienced in the championship now. Parfit, okay, perhaps not so much from Powell. Powell is Powell, uh, and you can't really count Gornall or Bordley. But I think yeah, Patterson to be that, and not to be that far off Jade Edwards, and in the no. grand scheme of things, not to be too far off Sam Osborne. In the grand scheme of things, mm. I think that's a tremendous effort on on Patterson's part. There's a racer in there. I'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully back next year. So obviously, with Thompson winning the title, he will no longer be eligible. And also, George Gamble took a win this season, so won't be eligible next year. Is Ash Hand as long as he stays in? touring cars going to be the favourite going forward or could you see a, um, a left field option coming into the touring cars that may be able to go in straight at the top? Well Osborne should be the favourite. Yeah? Should be the favourite um, If we get Jiggy back I think he becomes favourite for me Okay. Um, I think Gornell's a very very good racer indeed Yep. Um, and actually I would say that as a slightly left field I wouldn't rule out Patterson next year having had a season behind him in a car that was absolute dog's dinner I've not put the expletive in an absolute plate of appalling steaming mess there were some issues yes and he's done that yeah put him in a car that works mm. I don't think he's out of the question to say he wins the Jaxxers okay or at least competes yeah, so, yeah yeah as for does any driver come in I, it's a weird one touring cars because it's not like F1 where there's a clear feeder series like no there's no New driver in F1 next year, you go, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm. Like, it's all very obvious. Yeah. Whereas in touring cars, I mean, I did not see Halstead joining. No, nor did I. Um, I didn't see Hans could join. You know, this uh, Patterson took me by surprise last year. Yeah. So it's it's random's not the word, but it's very unpredictable. So I think. Yeah, I think it's certainly one we're going to have to look at once all the drivers are announced, and then you know, I think it'll be much easier to pick out a top three for the Jacksiers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get any drivers come through from the Ginettas. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Adam Smalley come across on the Porsches. It's, it's just very difficult. I don't, the, the pathway isn't as clear as it used to be. No, certainly isn't. So then, shall we move on to the big one? We've done the Wingfoot. <laughs> Sorry. The second biggest. <laughs> the drivers. Yeah, the big one, the drivers and... The bridesmaid, no longer the bridesmaid, now the bride? Yes, the bridesmaid becomes the bride this season. Or the season. page boy becomes the groom? Yeah, something like that. Best man becomes the groom. The flower boy? Usher? <laughs> What's he got to do with it? Anyway, Tom Ingram is the 2022... Sorry, spoiler alert. Tom Ingram is the 2022... 20- <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the season, go back and uh, rewatch it all and then come back at this point. Yeah, Tom Ingram is the champion. Uh, he took the crown from Ash Sutton, from Jake Hill, from Colin Turkington. Very worthy champion. The lap d- uh, for his qualifying at Brands Hatch was a lap for the ages for the scrapbook that will be talked about in 20, 30 years' time. Yep. That will become as iconic as 
sort of a moment of seeing like he's number one and <laughs> the animal stuff and yeah iconic from Ingram at the last round and a very deserving winner of the crown does he come back next year and does he defend it yes of course he does so he wins it Oh, okay. I thought you were just asking if well, he no, comes back. Yes, okay. of course he does. Uh, does well, he? Well, you say of course he does. Does he win it? And you say oh, he's not going to do a Rosberg, is he? Come on. No, but we've seen. I'm, I'm playing slightly cheeky here. Oh, slightly, slightly cheeky here. We've seen that he's done a couple of other bits and pieces, the two CVs and stuff. Yeah, and but that's, that's just because he likes racing. Yeah, yeah. But do you think there comes a point where he goes, yeah, that's the chapter done. I've completed that. I'm going to go do GTs or something. No, no, no. I, I, I think this, this has been his life goal, and now he's reached that. He's gonna go get to the point where he goes, oh, okay, I've done that. Let's do it again, you just, reckon? just, just to prove it. And then he'll go, oh, I quite enjoyed that. And then do it again. Do you think he become he can become a multiple winner? Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I definitely think it's gonna depend on obviously the field that he's racing in. We've already seen and I think agreed that the field's getting stronger at the moment. And this is probably the strongest strongest that it has been in yeah, it's a weird one, 15 I, years, maybe? It's a weird one because I agree with you. But equally, I, do, I also think there's a there's a chasm between the top four as well. But I agree with you, the field yes. generally is stronger. But I, I also don't remember a time we've had such a separation between the four. There's four elite drivers and there's lots of very good ones, but I don't remember a time it's yeah, been Yeah, but that... I, th- I think that, that gap this season has been locked down to regulation as well. Possibly, possibly. But I, I, I agree with you. I think the, the field as a whole is incredibly strong, but there are four drivers who I think are just some of the best we've ever seen. Yeah. And I think going into next year, I don't see a winner outside the top four from this year. I really don't. No. The only one you might throw into the equation is Butcher if they get the car running the way they did the second half of the season. Or Camish, for me. Knowing how close Camish has come before, if they can find a car that both him and Ash like, then there could be fireworks with them two and the other drivers next year. But he he's got to he's got to be able to turn it on from the start of the season. He had too many bad weekends this year. I don't know if I put Camish in that elite brand. I don't know. I really don't know. Did you not see what he did in that that season? Yeah. He was this close. Yeah, and he has won the Porsches twice as well. And he used to race in Formula Fords where he won in every yeah. single race in a season. Yeah. I think he is that good. I want to see. The problem is the data is not particularly there for him. No. In terms of, he's not had long in the championship. No. So, it's a little bit difficult to compare, particularly where Sutton and Turkington are concerned. Particularly that Sutton is already a, th- uh, a multiple winner in this yeah. series. Um, if he's not in that top four, I accept he's very much on the cusp. But I'm... So do you know what I look at across his whole career? Obviously, yes, he's had a, a fairly short touring car career, um, having only done, what, three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, over his whole race career, he's into 310 races, according to Driver DB. Yep. His race win percentage is at 28.4%. Yeah. Which is 
pretty good in my eyes, winning just over one in every four races. If you compare that to the other drivers up there, maybe Sutton, Ingram, maybe even Hill, I think it, it far outweighs them. Well, Sutton is 268, races entered, and 43 wins and 103 podiums. So his win percentage is 16. Yeah. What's Camish's? So Camish has won 88 out of his 310 mm-hmm. with 151 podiums. Okay, so what was his race win percentage? 28%. Okay. You then look at Tom Ingram, who's got 389 races and got a 15.4 race percentage win. And Jake Hill, who's got 31 wins and 10.4%. Yeah, I kind of expected Jake's to be a little bit lower because yeah. he's, he's done that development in these bigger series. Camish also won every race he basically entered in the um, yes. form of the Ford, which skews it slightly on the Porsches. I don't know. I, I kind of feel that he had the chance. And you, the thing is with touring cars, you don't often get a second chance. No, you don't. There's but not a lot of drivers that go on to win it that nearly won it a couple of years ago. You think of Butcher nearly won it a few years ago and hasn't come close since. Mm. But Ingram nearly won it a few years ago and he's finally done it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I said most cases. I know, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know it's really difficult to, to work out also because he has only done three seasons yeah. in the championship. And yes, he did step into a car that was on the cusp of being one of the best cars in the championship at that time mm. in that Honda mm. um, but I think if he gets the right car behind him then I think he is one of the top five for me I, I would say he's in the top five I'd agree with that do I put him in that top four do you think he's better than Butcher because he was the uh, the other man that was on your cusp wasn't he We'll get back to Ingram in a minute, by the way. <laughs> Do I think he's better than Butcher? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but... Honestly? Yeah. No. Why? I Butcher's got slightly more raw pace. Okay. And slightly better racecraft. Okay. I think Butcher is a bit... I think Camish is more sensible and more, quote, intelligent of a racer. Yep. But I think if I had to, if my life depended on somebody making a move, I had to pick which one it was going to be to do it, I'd pick Butcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is it a clean move? Does it, does it I didn't say that. Have, he didn't ask me that. Does it have consequences afterwards? I, th- I, 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 like, see, I, I see Camish more of a, a Turkington figure who does... Yep. Plays numbers. Does that numbers game consistency, yep. consistency, consistency? Goes for the moves when necessary and can t- defend the hill. I was disappointed a little bit in the final round of the season with Camish's rear guard action. I don't think it was that no, no strong. And I think to myself, okay, if I could pick a driver to have, would I want Camish or Butcher doing that? And I'd want Butcher. But are you only doing that off of this season? There is that. There's that bias to it. I, I accept that. I don't think there's much between them. I really don't. But if I was picking, if I was now boss of a team and mm-hmm. I had Sutton on one side of the garage, I've been told the choice now, Russ, is between Camish and Butcher. Oh. What? What an option to have, to be fair. <laughs> I'm probably picking Butcher. Okay. 
I'm guessing you're picking Camish. Yeah, I would, because yeah. I'd want that sensible head, but I think that's just the way that I go about everything or, or see motorsport. Yeah. That you want that, that sensible driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's why you prefer Lewis to Max in many ways. Many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to Ingram. He yeah. won the championship. He did, yeah. Um, and he did it by being pointsy. He did. He did indeed. And I think that I asked you the question of um, will he win it next year and you undeniable. but I think it's going to be one of those four who win it next year as I've yep. already said and flip a coin. That, the Hyundai is going to be so good again. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be enough changes regulation wise to make that car bad as such. Um, as long as they've got the same sort of power coming out of that engine we know it's going to be an absolute rocket in a straight line. Um, and I think taking the most wins this season it just cements his place as the champion it it shows that the car has had pace across the whole season not just in these big rounds like we've had with Cook at um, Thruxton um, and also the double win that he took at Brands so yeah I think Ingram will be up there next season um, and don't don't discount it from retaining the title no although I'm (laughs) <laughs> I do wonder what point he'll be happy to go try something else. Okay. I don't think he's going to necessarily want to be, do a Turkington and become the most successful of all time. Right. I, For some drivers, one is enough. Mm. And I kind of get the feeling of Ingram, he's happy with one. Okay. don't know why I think that. He's got age on his side as well. He does. He does. But you could say the same with Sutton and Hill. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think Sutton's more more likely of a driver to go. Okay, I'll get the next one, and then I'll go do something. No, different he's and already fun. on three. If he gets one more, he only needs one more to beat the record. <laughs> yeah. So, and Sutton, I think, is a man who cares a lot about records. I don't get that impression from Tom. I think he's happy to have his one. Whereas I think Sutton has that desire, that hunger to go down as the goat. I think, I think Ingram can be difficult to read because he's so happy go lucky. There is that. I suppose that's a good point. To be <clears> fair, that yeah, Ingram isn't by nature the Shark, the yeah, I see what you're saying. He's not by nature that, did, yeah. I think he's happy as long as he's racing, and we saw that yeah. with in the office off season. He was at Snetterton racing in the Citroen C1 Championship because probably some of his mates from I don't know Ginettas or however he came through were going, We're doing this, do you want to come along? Um, a bit like Dan Lloyd did, I think he might have seen on his um, YouTube channel that he went along with some mates to go and race a BMW at Snet as well. Yeah, yeah. I just don't necessarily think that stats are as important to Ingram as they are to some of the other drivers. That's fair enough. So, a quick round-up then. Obviously, Ingram was the driver's champion this year. We had the manufacturer's champions being BMW. Team's championship were Napa Racing. Independent driver was Cook along with his independent team, Rich BTC. Uh, Jack Sears' winner was Bobby Thompson, and the all-important Wingfoot Award was won by Jake Hill. Anything more to add, sir? I miss racing. Yeah. We need a winter series. We do need a winter series. Um, We'll be back in probably a couple of weeks, um, taking a look at the life and times of Jason Plato um, and his touring car career and escapades and fights and all, all things Jason really um, so we look forward to you joining us for that um, but in the meantime keep an eye on our social media and um, 
yeah, let us know your thoughts. And again, if there's any podcast you want us to do, please uh, let us know. And thanks to anyone that reaches out and messages us on Instagram. It is absolutely surreal that we have listeners. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but it is. So when we started this, like, yeah, we never really thought we'd get many listeners. So it's yeah. absolutely surreal to hear have people come in touch. And we really do appreciate it. And we do take the time to respond to every message we get. So carry on. Yeah. We'll uh, be back with you again in two weeks' time. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 